2 Corinthians 13, verse 5. Examine yourselves, whether ye be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know ye not your own selves, how that Jesus Christ is in you, except ye be reprobates? Well, friends, we're looking at this particular verse uh, this uh, morning, and my subject is uh, know yourself. Know yourself. So uh, vital for us to know ourselves. Well, it's the end of the year, end of uh, 2023, and as uh, so many people do, and it's a, a very, very good thing to do, it's a time to reflect and a time to look back uh, on the year, to look back and see and count maybe and recall either on your own or together with your family, maybe you might want to do it, to recall the, the events of the year. And you look back and you say all those good things and they bring a smile to your face when you recall them, those pleasant things that happened to you. And also maybe regretfully you have to also consider the sad things, the, the things that maybe cause you to wince a bit and to cause you to, a little bit of a, a tear maybe to come to your eye because some particularly sad thing has happened to you and perhaps even at the end of it all you'll come to the conclusion well it's been a good year or it's been a terrible year and I hope 2024 is going to be a lot better and you, you, you're happy to see the, the back of 2023. Well that's all well and good uh, for us to do these things but uh, today I also want to uh, really just encourage each one of us to take time today or tomorrow, to reflect on our spiritual condition. How are things with your soul? How are things with my soul? For a moment, spend some time thinking about your own state before God. This is what I want to encourage us to do. To examine ourselves, here Paul says, to prove ourselves, to know ourselves. We're so good at examining other people. That comes very easily to us. But to examine ourselves, well, that's a, another story. To know, am I in the faith? And if Christ is in me, that's what Paul is saying here, uh, know, uh, examine yourself, whether you be in the faith, know your own selves, whether Christ Jesus is uh, in you. And if he is in me, if I know that I am a believer, first you want to make sure you are a believer, and that's so important to say really, friends, today, because there are, we live in a day, we live in an age where there are thousands and thousands who are, have made a profession of faith, but really we have to say it's not true conversion. There it's become very, very, very easy to just say I'm a Christian and not really have the root of the matter in us. Not really be a true Christian at heart. It's easy to adopt the name. It's easy to say I have the religion, but the substance of it, the reality of it, the truth of it in a changed life, in a faith, real faith in Christ, this is what we must be sure that we have, the genuine article. That's what we want. We don't want a faith that is spurious, a faith that is, uh, that is a fake. We want to make sure that the faith I have in Christ is true, 
It's something that really does connect me with God. It's something that will really take me to heaven at the end of the day. Oh, friends, it's so important for us when we say, I am a Christian, that we really are a Christian and not deceived. I come from this background. I, can, I speak from experience. Years and years I went through having a spurious faith, having a profession of faith without really having the real thing. Oh, friends, I, if I could emphasize this to us this morning, this is what I do. But if I know, if I'm sure that I am His, then I also still have to examine myself. How is my walk with Christ been in this past year? Have I walked closely with Him? Has He been at my right hand, as David says? Or have I walked uh, from a distance? Have I, has He gone ahead of me? Has, has He left me, as it were, behind? And I'm following far behind Him. Have I grown in grace as a Christian? Are there improvements in my character, in the way I am disposed? Are my besetting sins becoming less besetting than before? Less power over me? Have they grown weaker in my life as a Christian at, compared to the beginning of the year to now? Less because it's been a year of praying against it, resisting it, fighting against it, maybe on a daily basis. Every time that besetting sin showed its ugly head, I fought against it and resisted it and killed it. And so now it's become weaker and weaker in my life. Well, friends, this is what we want uh, to check. Well, the actual context of these words, examine yourself, and the background to it, is actually, uh, is, uh, is actually said by Paul uh, in the midst of uh, the accusations that he was facing. The, there were some in the Corinthian church, not all, but there were a small fraction, faction, a, a group there, uh, who were opposed to Paul. And they were saying uh, that, well, Paul's, they were questioning Paul's standing as an apostle. And they were uh, saying things like, he's not really an apostle. They were spreading these lies about the apostle in the Corinthian church. He's not really an apostle. Christ is not really speaking in him. He's not sent from God. He doesn't have God's message. He's not preaching the true gospel. He doesn't have the authority of God on his life. This is what people were spreading about uh, Paul. Look at his appearance, they were saying. There's nothing in his appearance that's, a, that's dazzling, like a speaker to attract it. There's nothing that's admirable about the Apostle Paul. About, about Paul. Look at his speech. His speech is contemptible. It's, 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 hor it's horrible. It's, it's all so, so ordinary, his speech. There's nothing uh, eloquent, really, about his speech. Nothing spectacular. He doesn't rivet people like so-and-so does. His preaching is like that. We, what's there to admire in Paul? And so they were decrying him, putting him down. Christ isn't speaking through him. And so he's, he's through these words, he's having to prove that he is, he is an apostle, not for his own sake, but for the gospel's sake. That the word that he is speaking may prevail with the people. And that's why he said in verse 3, since he seek a proof of Christ speaking in me. You're looking for a proof of Christ, that I have Christ's authority behind me. 
Well, he's answering them. And uh, he answers them actually in a way that we, we probably wouldn't answer. If we were poor, probably would say, well, look, look at my Damascus Road experience. That's unique. And there were witnesses to that experience. That proves surely that I am an apostle. And then, don't you know, I was in Jerusalem. And at Jerusalem, I met with the chief apostles. I met with James. I met with Peter. And they gave me the right hand of fellowship. They gave me their backing. They gave me their support. They are behind me. They recognized me. They gave me recognition of my apostleship. Don't you know? He doesn't say these things. Look at all the churches I've planted before I came to Corinth. I've planted so many churches. That's proof people are turning to the Lord. That's proof of, that God is with me of my ministry. He doesn't say any of these things. What he does say is look at yourself, he says to the Corinthians. Verse 5, this is my proof. Examine yourself. Whether ye be in the faith, prove your own selves. Know ye not your own selves, how that Jesus Christ is in you, except ye be reprobates. What he is doing is saying, look at yourselves. Examine your spiritual state. And if you find, as you will with many of them, if you find that there is genuine faith, and there is trust in Christ, and your life has been changed, and you are now different people to what you are before, and now you are living for God, whereas before you were serving your idols, and now your life is completely different, now you're re relating to the, to the Lord. How did it all happen? How did this change come about? Was it not through the message that I preached to you? That's what he's saying. Was it not through my message which came to you that these things happened to you? Look at yourself. You are so different now to what you were before, but what brought about the change was my message which came from God, the gospel that I preached. This is proof. That I am, uh, that I am uh, of God, and that the, the Lord is uh, with me. You are now pursuing holiness because of my ministry. You are my proof. You are my evidence. The seal of my apostleship is you. Is what he's saying. One Corinthians nine verse two. For the seal of mine apostleship are ye in the Lord. And then two Corinthians three and verse two again to this church. Ye are our, our epistle, written in our hearts, known and read of all men. He's referring uh, these critical people uh, to, uh, to, the, to, uh, to the believers to see that there, there is, here is evidence, here is proof for Paul's apostleship. So that's the, the background of these words. Where we're going to focus on this particular verse in, in uh, verse 5. Examine yourselves whether ye be in the faith, prove your own selves. Well, examine yourself. <laughs> we don't like to do that, do we? we it's just something that, you, you know, we, we can put on the back burner for another day, really. We don't want to look really within to ourselves. We're uh, somewhat backward to do it. We're somewhat afraid even to do it. It's rather like some people are afraid to, to go to the doctor especially if they have symptoms. If there is something wrong and they don't want to go, it may, it may reveal something that they don't want to hear. You know, it may reveal that C word which we, we so much dread. 
and we don't want to, we don't want to face these things. Uh, maybe if we're healthy and we're well, well, we don't mind looking. Or it's rather like a, a person who's got lots of money. He doesn't mind looking at his bank account. But a person who's got very little, maybe he's afraid. He doesn't want to look at how much money is in the bank because it's embarrassing to do that. Well, friends, we have to, though, still examine ourselves, regardless of what we find there, whether it's good or bad. But as I've said already, it must be an examination of ourselves, not of other people. Oh, we're so good at being critical of other people. We're so good at spotting the faults of other people. We're so sharp when it comes to spotting the, the faults of others. We can see it so easily. We're always judging others, putting our own interpretation on what they say, putting our own interpretation on their actions. They're not really doing that. They're doing this. They're not really saying that. They're saying this. We, we, we're good at doing that. Oh, friends, a number of times that we've uh, uh, examined others far outweighs the times of self-examination that we've engaged in. But here Paul says, examine yourselves. Examine yourselves, friends, for something in particular. Here it is, the spiritual side of you to, that we are to examine. Am I in the faith? Am I, do I have Christ living in me? Do I, is it really so? Do I really trust in Christ? Do I really love him? Am I really living for him? The spiritual side of things is what we need to imagine. You see, and it, this would be perfectly a right and good thing to do, you can examine yourself in other areas. We all know there are other areas for self-improvement, or perhaps you may say, oh, this past year, I've spent too much time in bed. I've slept too much, too long. I'm on the change for the better. Perhaps you will say, well, I haven't spent enough time with my family, and I want to make amends this coming year. I need to give my children more time. Perhaps you may say, well, I've been lax in discipline, in my eating, in my, my exercise, and all these things I need to uh, put right in the coming year. And it's good to think like that. We, we need to make these adjustments and amendments uh, to our lives. But here, we need to examine, Paul is saying, the spiritual side of us. That's the focus uh, here, friends. Now, as I said, it's no uh, easy task. It's, it's not a very pleasant task. But we have to say also, when you begin searching, it's not an easy task in the sense that the thing that you're examining is a bit of a slippery character. The person that you're examining is a deceitful person. Paul's, uh, or rather Jeremiah said, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Even you examining your heart, me examining my heart, are likely to be deceived. So we're dealing with something which is not going to be very, very truthful with us. So we have to be very, very uh, careful in our dealings here. The person most likely to trick you, if you engage in this, to deceive you, to tell you lies about your state, your true state, is yourself. Is yourself, friends. It'll tell you all is well with your soul, and maybe it's not 
well with your soul. It will tell you you don't need to worry, and perhaps you do need to worry. It will tell you, oh, you are progressing. You're doing really well, and perhaps you're regressing. The heart we have within us and carry within us, friends, is like this. It's prone to deceive even us. So we have to be very thorough and honest in our assessments about ourselves. But it's so vital. It's so very vital that we examine ourselves because here, and here's the benefit and here's the reason why we do it because if we find that things are amiss in our lives, now we have time to do something about it. If we find that we are, are not right with the Lord, then now's the time we can seek Him and, and obtain true salvation. If we find we have been backsliding this past year, we have been lagging behind, we have been irregular in our service for the Lord, then now we have an opportunity post-examination to, to fix things, to do things better uh, in the coming year. So it's for our benefit and it's for our, our spiritual uh, well-being that we do these things. Examine yourself, says Paul. Well, these are, everyone I think knows the word, what the word means to test, to scrutinize, to, to inspect, and we want to do it in an impartial uh, way. Students are, are tested almost every week, it seems, or every month are tested uh, for their knowledge about a particular uh, subject. You, you go for a driving test, and uh, the examiner is going to test your, your driving skills to see uh, how well you can drive. Are you an able, a capable driver? Who perhaps makes a few mistakes, but on the whole, he's testing to see, are you a good driver, a, a capable one? And if you are, you pass, you're approved. Of course, banknotes as well nowadays are still uh, being scrutinized, sometimes by hand, sometimes uh, electronically, uh, but to ensure that they are not uh, counterfeit. Apparently, these new notes, uh, which are not these uh, plastic kind of notes that we have uh, these days, there are six or seven different checks that are on each note. And that all these different things, from the feel of it to uh, the mirror of the, of, uh, the image of the, of the queen uh, in the mirror and so on, all these different things confirm the, the genuineness of the note. And it's the same uh, for our souls. When we examine our souls, we have to uh, look for the characteristics, have in our mind, this is the characteristics of a believer. And are these things found in me? Are these characteristics uh, found in me? If not, if they are found, then we, it shows, and it's an encouragement to us, that we are genuine, that we are true, and that's a help to us, that's an assurance to us. But if, if not, and we're shown to be, as Paul says here, reprobates, which means then we are rejected, when we are unapproved, uh, and it, it, it helps us uh, in that way to see our true state. But another word he says here is, prove your own selves. And this is slightly different from uh, to examine. Uh, imagine you want to buy a, a product. Maybe you want to buy an electric shaver. And uh, well, you may look at the details about the electric shaver, and you may examine it, you may handle it, you may check it, you may check how long the charge is and, and so on, uh, and all different selling points that it has. Well, that's one thing, but there are some companies maybe which will allow you to take that 
a charger or the electric uh, raise electric uh, shaver home and to try it so you can try it for one week or one month I've seen uh, some uh, some offers like this uh, online they they give you this kind of uh, incentive to buy it and they're so sure of the product that it will uh, that you'll keep it that you'll be satisfied with it that they say to you well try it out for one month and if you don't like it send it back and your that time of, of trial you're proving it you're, uh, you're, you're, you're not only just examining it on the first place, but you're proving it day by day. Perhaps the same, same thing I've seen with the car. People sometimes want to buy a brand new car, and some companies now are offering you the chance to try it out for a week, to prove it, to, to, to ride in it day after day, and then you'll discover whether you want it or not. And it's the same idea here. Prove your own uh, selves. As you look back, over this year, how have you been, not only, as it were, in private, but in the busyness of life? How have you been, and I been, in life itself, when we are faced with trying situations, when we're faced with difficult situations, when we're faced with provoking situations? How did we react? How did we handle that situation? This is all going to show to us what we were like. So look back for those times. It's rather like Abraham. Abraham had test after test after test, but it was all approving of him to show what is in him. You remember his final test where he was, God asked him to sacrifice Isaac, his son, and he obeyed the Lord. And after uh, he was just about to sacrifice his son, and the angel said, hold back, and he, uh, and he had sacrificed a lamb instead, a ram. And uh, you remember God's words to Abraham at that time, now I know that you fear the Lord. Now God already knew that he feared God. But it was for Abraham's sake that the Lord said those things. Abraham now knows that his faith also is true. But it was in a situation, uh, a very difficult situation, a trial, that he proved uh, him, uh, proved the Lord. Well, how have I been uh, in the midst of uh, difficult times and in times of trial. When I look back over 2020, 2023, did I turn to the Lord? Did I pray, Lord, help me in this particular time? Did I exercise faith in Him? Or did I just try and sort things out by myself? Did I just resort to human methods and ways to resolve my difficulties? Perhaps, perhaps maybe if I did, that's an indication to me that there isn't really true faith in me. If I just turned to people and said to people, help me, instead of praying and depending on the Lord. But if I could, and I look back and I say, yes, I did in that difficult time. I remember I, I sincerely trusted in Christ and I looked up to God. I couldn't understand everything that was happening to me, but I, this I know that I trusted in the Lord and that's a good sign my faith is genuine. Oh, I had that choice, I remember. Shall I take that job uh, with a high salary that was offered to me, but I have to work on a Sunday, or, sh or shall I just, or shall I, uh, the other option is to keep my Sundays free. What should I do? Which way, what did you choose, friends? You had that option, what did you choose to do? Well, that's revealing of your true state. That's a, that's a help. When you're provoked in the home, how did you react? 
As a Christian, perhaps you may say, well, I reacted very badly, very impatiently. Well, that's a sign that you need to work on those areas. Here, those things are shown to you. you know, these are your weak points, your weak areas. Or did you react in a gracious way, a gentle way? Well, you can thank God. Oh, I see a, a change in my attitude. That's God's doing, friends. And then you give Him thanks. Well, so in this way, we not only examine, uh, but we look at ourselves in situations and our, how we reacted. Friends, we need to know ourselves, what we are really like. But let me really just in closing uh, set before you some things against which you can uh, measure yourself. And this is by no means an exhaustless list, but uh, some idea. You know, the, ex the examiner, he checks against certain uh, criteria which the subjects, the students uh, need to, to know. That driving examiner, well, he has on his tablet before him in the car, he has the checklist of things that uh, the, 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 the driving, the, the learner driver needs to be aware of and know. That banknote, as we said, has specific features that mark it out as genuine. Well, if we're thinking about true faith, what are the characteristics of somebody who is truly in the faith? How can we be really evident that a person has Christ in them? Well, there are just a few things I can mention, friends. That disposition towards God is there. That bent uh, towards the Lord Jesus Christ is in their hearts, in their lives. You can see it. It's like a compass. You know a compass, whichever way you're, you're facing, uh, always points to the north. You may be facing south or east or west. It doesn't matter. It'll always point towards the north. And a Christian is like that. Wherever they are in life, whatever circumstance they're in, there's that upward look towards her. There's a vertical look towards the Lord. They see Him, even in the midst of their situations. They know they're looking to Him. They know that they are towards the Lord. That's, that's in them. And there's love. Of course, love, friends. Love for God. That's not that's not common, that's not evident in a natural person. Love for the Lord Jesus Christ because of all that He has done, because of His precious blood that has been shed, that's all uh, in, in a person. An affection for Him above all others. An affection that means, you know what love does when it's, when it's free and true? When it roams, it thinks about its object, it dwells on its object, oh friends, Love for Christ. The true believer, he reflects on the Lord Jesus Christ. And he thinks about his glory. He thinks about his worth. He thinks about his person, his grace, his kindness that is in, him, that is in the Savior. And he loves him. And he's attached to him. Oh, this is something he rejoices in the Lord Jesus Christ. And he feels an, an inner gratefulness to, to the Lord for all that he has done. And he feels, it's not my life to live anymore for myself. I must live for him. I love him, may I say, to bits. And I want to serve him and love him. I love his word. I love to read his word. No one's forcing me to read it. I love to read it on my own. 
I love to hear it expounded to me. I love to listen to the, the sermons. All these things, friends, are good indications of spiritual life in my soul. We know these things, isn't it? These are very basic things I'm telling you, friends. Oh, am I battling with personal sin? That's a good sign. If I'm fighting against it, if I'm just giving in to my sins, if I'm just yielding every time to temptation, well, that's a bad sign. That's an indication I haven't really come to the Savior. But if I'm fighting, resisting, because I know it displeases the Lord. I don't want to offend Him. I don't want to grieve His Spirit away. I want to keep Him as it were on, on my side. Do I walk conscientiously? Is it a concern to me how I walk? Or am I walking carelessly? Well, friends, we need uh, uh, an honest appraisal of ourselves because uh, our e eternal destiny uh, depends on, uh, on this examination, as it were, to find out our true state. Many, as I've said, already have a profession, but they don't have the genuine thing. You remember that parable the Lord taught of the ten virgins? Five of them were wise, five were foolish. And the five foolish, well, they stand for the professors of religion, those who have a kind of faith, but they not really uh, have the true, true conversion in their life. You see how they, they were with the, uh, the five wise virgins. They were, as it were, in the church together. They were waiting for the bridegroom along with the five wise virgins. They had some oil in their lamps. They had some prayer. They had some Bible reading in their lives. But they didn't have the real thing. And that's uh, what it's so vital for us to have. They didn't have conversion. Well, these are some characteristics uh, to check whether we are in the faith. But as a believer also, I have to think about my soul and I have my own checklist and uh, just it's rather like a, a, a headmaster in a school. He's got to look at all the different departments, the science department, the maths department, the history department and uh, the, all the different departments and, and see how things are going. The, that principal must keep his eye on every single department and, and Reviews are done every single year. Well, how are the departments in my soul? How have I, for example, served the Lord uh, this year? Did I serve Him with zeal? Did I serve Him willingly? Did I serve Him sacrificially? Did I serve Him faithfully? Well, friends, these are questions we need to ask ourselves. Or did I, have I grown cold towards Him? Have I left my first love? this year? Have I slipped into a Christianity perhaps with no cross-bearing? It's become all comfort to me. It's become all ease to me to be a Christian. But I've forgotten to take up my cross this year and to follow the Lord, to deny myself a Christianity without self-denial. <laughs> you know, uh, these uh, uh, the planes, you know, when they come in uh, to land at the runways. Uh, usually, as they're approaching the runway, uh, you, you hear the automated voice and they're coming in, uh, clicking, minimums, 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 you know, bare minimums. As you're approaching, as it's descending lower and lower, uh, you, you, can, you, can hear, uh, you can hear these things. 
the pilot as a runway actually becomes uh, visible. You can keep hearing minimums, minimums. And it's like that perhaps with some believers. Minimum, minimums, minimums. The minimum thing to do. Minimum amount of prayer. Minimum amount of Bible reading. Minimum amount of church attendance. That's it. The minimum, just to get me through, just a little bit. It's enough, perhaps. Oh, friends, we want to live and move to a higher plane. We want to move to a higher, ascend to a higher level than just the bare minimums. Oh, friends, have we grown in grace this year? Is it a year when my character has become better? I've become a little bit more gentle than before, a little bit more patient and forbearing with others, more concerned about other people, not just my own, uh, my own space and my own time. Have I grown in understanding the Word? Am I reading? Have I read? What books have I read this past year? What, I mean, not secular books. You're talking about spiritual books. Books which will help me to live for Christ and grow in my understanding of the way of salvation and the things that need, uh, that need to be understood. Have I come to know Christ better, growing grace and the knowledge of Him, Peter says. Do I know Christ today in a more real way than at the beginning of the year? Is He more real to me than before? Is my faith in Him stronger than before? Oh, friends, uh, I'm, I'm putting all these questions to you, but uh, you can answer them for yourself. We are to progress uh, from babes to young men to maturity as adults, spiritual adults, all these things uh, we progress. It doesn't happen immediately in one great leap, but gradually if there is at least a forward progression in our lives, we can take comfort from that, that God is working in us. What have I done for the Lord this year? Did I give myself my time, perhaps to help out in the Sunday school or uh, in visitation or witness? Or have I forgotten, friends, that I'm saved to serve? Sloth and uh, slothful or, or diligent. How have I been? The means of grace, how did I treat those? The means, uh, the, the, those things God has put into place, the private devotions, yes, but also the public means of grace, the, the attendance on the Lord's house, the prayer meeting, all these are there to help you and I to advance in our Christian life, to have within us the things that we need to resist the temptations of the world, to live in a way that we can glorify God and grow as Christians and honor Him in our lives in an obedient way. How, how have I treated these means of grace? All these are signals and signs and uh, things against which we can test ourselves. Do I care? For Christ's kingdom, how much concern and interest has there been for his kingdom, as uh, never mind my own? Did I stretch out a loving hand to wrestlers on the troubled sea? Did I feel anything much, or is there, was it just a little bit, too little maybe on my part, of compassion, of prayer, of standing in the gap for those who are lost and who are without Christ? Or have I been indifferent to the lost? Have I been compassionless to the lost? How many did I tell of Christ in this past year? How many tracts did I perhaps give out? Or how many did I seek to reach? Oh, friends, 
all these things are for us to think about. But if we see uh, that these things are in us, if we see in some degree, although imperfectly we see them, we can take encouragement for us that God is working. But if not, then we, are, we should make restitution, as it were. We should come back to the Lord and renew our dedication to Him. Let it be at this, this time, at this end of the year, be a time of either today or tomorrow, friends, when you just reflect on yourselves and this self-examination. It will be of great benefit to you. You can renew those vows you first made. You can come back to the Lord if we have fallen, and He will forgive, and He will help us again to make that advance. Self-discovery, if it shows to us that we are unconverted, well, we have time now to cry to the Lord for true conversion. And if we are following afar, we can remedy that. Now's the time. The Lord will forgive us. The Lord will pardon us. And He will help us to live in a better way. Well, none of us are perfect. We all, we all have areas we need to change in. But, oh, friends, let us resolve to live our lives in a better way for the Lord in this coming year. And may His name be glorified to us, through us, individually and also as a church together. And let's close by singing our final hymn, which is number 415, Thou Great Mysterious God Unknown, 415.